We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Kansas State Wildcats from the guys of Three Maw, John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Mandak, who will get you caught up on all things Wildcats from a collective perspective that can't be found anywhere else. The latest news, the top stories, and an insider perspective to keep you in the know. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Three Maw is proudly presented by 360 Vodka. And now, the latest on K-State Athletics. Welcome into another Three Maw. I am John Kurtz, joined by Derek Young of K-State Online, Cole Manbeck, former beat writer for the Manhattan Mercury. Taking a little pause from hoops to talk football because, hey, the biggest W that K-State's had in a while is keeping Colin Klein around after a what turned into a fairly public flirtation there with Notre Dame, getting offered the job to go be the Fighting Irish's offensive coordinator. Colin Klein opts to stay in Manhattan. I'm sure a monster raise is coming for him, but, uh, man, how about that? Today's day and age of college football with the money disparity between the haves and the have-nots. K-State keeps around Colin Klein. Huge deal and certainly something worthy of raising a glass of 360 Vodka or Ben Holiday Bottle and Bond Bourbon 2. Uh, someone get some of that to Colin, by the way. Like, you know, let's let's make sure that we show him the love because he showed K-State a lot, of, a lot of love by sticking around. And you love bourbon. You'll love the Ben Holiday Bottle and Bond Bourbon. If vodka is more your style, make sure to get the 360 Vodka Ben Holiday Bottle and Bond Bourbon. 360 Vodka brought to you by Holiday Distillery. Uh, we're great supporters of the pod and K-State folks. So Colin is staying. I had the thought, guys, of, uh, in fact, I meant to tweet this at one point. I'm surprised I was off my game that I didn't actually put it out there. Remember when uh, Remember when Roy Williams, the first time around, was thinking about going or staying? I felt like, you know, with K-State Twitter at that point, it was kind of like the the digital gathering of folks at Memorial Stadium uh, because Kansas literally had people, like, piled into Memorial Stadium. Now the greatest multi-use facility in the state of Kansas being funded by taxpayers. They had all these people in there crammed in just to watch Roy Williams at a press conference, and he dropped those two words, I'm staying, you know, and the whole football stadium goes crazy, which I'm sure was the biggest cheer of the year in 1998 or whenever the hell that actually was. Felt like it was kind of the same way with Colin and Notre Dame, uh, except just the 2023 version of that. Everybody on Twitter just like, oh, boy. And then we got we got the news. Heather Denich is the one that first dropped it out there on Twitter, even though D.Y. was on top of it earlier than that. But uh, this, this is a pretty big deal, D.Y., to get uh, Colin to stick around. Yeah, and I think he wrestled with it more than at least I would have anticipated it. 
and then probably large portion of Kansas State fans. I thought he was pretty much embedded and rooted in Manhattan with the whole the whole family being here. Um, you know, really starting a family and having kids. I just thought that he would just, you know, be totally content with, uh, and not that he isn't, but just be totally content and not really entertain any other overtures or opportunities elsewhere, even if it were a Notre Dame, so to speak. But he definitely saw this as um, a potential solid move for him, at least professionally speaking, uh, because he explored it. He definitely dove headfirst into it. He made a trip to South Bend. He was around that program for a day or two. He spoke with Marcus Freeman, I think, on multiple occasions. So I think this was something that he's bored and entertained. And I think there there might have even been a moment where he himself probably thought, you know, or at least gave it some thought about being the offensive coordinator in Notre Dame and kind of putting himself in those shoes and seeing how it felt. I think it was that far along, or I think it was that close. But at the end of the day, what did win out was what I thought would probably win out a little bit earlier, and that was uh, what Manhattan means to him, what Kansas State means to him, his love for community and alma mater. There, There isn't a person as connected to a community or school, not more, but maybe as much than, than Colin Klein in Kansas State. And I know you guys can speak to that more, just how embedded he is, what he means to the community and what it means to him. Um, Cause he's pretty much, you know, he has a wife and he has a kids, but he's as married to Kansas State as he is them. It feels like uh, I just can't think of another person in another school as closely tied as what Klein is to Kansas State at this point. Well, I mean, you got you got Shailen Spaney, now Shailen Klein, who's a K-State legacy with Gary Spaney, her father, his father-in-law. I mean, it's it's a K-State family, right? And he's now been here since 2007, 2008, whenever Ron Prince recruited him. And he's been through the lows and he's been through the highs. And, uh, you know, he's only left, I think he left one year for Northern Iowa to be the offensive coordinator and then came back. So, yeah, that's that's a pure Kansas State family, and and ultimately the emotions of leaving Kansas State, it sounds like, are what kept him here at, in Manhattan. And look, when these rumors started to circulate, it, it all happened so fast. I mean, it, it came out of nowhere last Wednesday or Thursday. I scoffed at it initially because I'm like, Colin Clyde isn't leaving K State. Like, even if he did talk to Notre Dame, like he's going to get a raise here, and I just don't see him leaving for the money um, to go to Notre Dame, and then things really seem to get a lot more serious just over a 12-hour period. And then DY, you'd mentioned to us in a separate group text that it certainly seemed to have some legs. And I think we were about to go to bed that I think it was Thursday night thinking that Colin Klein was in all likelihood going to leave K-State. And then, John, you and I got a text from Derek. You know, this is the, the premium premium group text we're in where we get the inside info where, DY, maybe you can take us through this, that he met with some of the players and, and maybe the emotion – um, and and maybe Taylor Bratt too. I think you mentioned this. You know, we're, we're able to convince Colin um, and get to him that he didn't want to leave. Um, so maybe you could take us through kind of how that whole thing unfolded. Because then the next morning, we immediately, like at seven a.m., found out that he was staying. Uh, by by the way, yeah. if you if you if you have to ask about the BY premium group text, you can't afford it. Hey, I I would say I don't know that it was. I think at first I was under the impression that it was like meeting, but I think it was more communication through phones. And I don't 
think that he was when he got back from South Bend. I think that was that Thursday evening. I had like in my days mixed up as well. I don't know that he was openly communicating with everyone. I think he wanted to kind of take it all in and kind of, you know, explore the pros and cons of, of doing such a thing. And I think Kansas State kind of caught wind that this was certainly a potential post that he was could take. And I think once that happened, they, they unleashed an effort where I think he was spoken to or messaged by several players and coaches and um, just everyone that he knew that kind of um, understood that he was certainly considering going to South Bend. And I, I think there was a few meaningful messages, one being from quarterback Will Howard as well. Those two are very, very tight. You think back to, you know, how tight Skylar Thompson was to Colin Klein and Chris Kleiman. I think that that's certainly a relationship that's, that's blossoming and to the same degree between Klein and Will Howard. And I think, you know, just from people I've spoken to, I think, you know, those messages from Will Howard really resonated. And I think when Colin Klein went to bed that night and, and woke up the next morning, I think those connections that he has formed with those players that he coaches, um, and that's reason why they have, that's one of the reasons why they ultimately have a lot of success too and just want a big 12 is, and, and he doesn't have guys exiting his room on the, on a yearly basis, you know, knock on wood, at least yet, right? You see it everywhere. You haven't really seen it at Kansas State. You got guys transferring in, still nobody transferring out. It's a little bit different. He's recruited well. He's got Avery Johnson. He's you got Adrian Martinez. You got Skylar Thompson. He knows how to recruit. He just he builds relationships really well and are meaningful. They're genuine. That's how he lives his life. And the way he lives his life is the way he coaches and the way he recruits and, and guys feed off of that. And because of that, um, they don't want him to leave. And I think you get some heartfelt, you know, powerful conversations with some of the players that you have built those relationships with. And ultimately that's what keeps you in Manhattan. That's what keeps you at Kansas state. So, um, it's, it's kind of funny how that comes back around. What makes him a great coach is what, why the players love him. And that's what keeps him at Kansas state. It's kind of a one, you know, a, the circle of the world there to coming around. And I just thought of this too. Um, Bill Snyder, um, he he means everything to Kansas State. He turned the program around, biggest turnaround sports. Uh, he is Kansas State football. Um, he's got someone coming for him a little bit. I don't think Colin Klein will ever reach Bill Snyder, but Bill Snyder was responsible for two Big 12 championships at Kansas State um, when Kansas State was nothing in football when he took over. And now Colin Klein just was a part of his second Big 12 championship as well. I don't know. Maybe Taylor Bratt, I think, was around for both maybe. I don't know. No, he wasn't. That was 2000. 2003 or 2012. I don't know if he was, but Colin Lyons a part of two Big 12 championships. And then Bill Steiner might be the only one that can say that. I think Taylor was there in, in 2012. I, I believe he was. But you, your point is still very, very much valid in what you're making there. And like that, that's a part of what I wanted to come on the pod today to emphasize. It's like people, you need to really genuinely appreciate that. And I know it seemed like the instant reaction was a lot of that, but like, really genuinely appreciate that because yeah i mean we're in a day and age where coaches jumping is more common certainly jumping for more money and prestige i mean you know you look at like to, to me this felt similar to oklahoma state from 2021 they they almost make the college football playoff they win the fiesta bowl barely miss winning the big 12 championship they have this phenomenal year and then jim knowles gets poached they go to DY's Ohio State Buckeyes. You know they lose their their defensive coordinator. He goes, and that 
I don't think Jim Knowles was seen as like, you know, a job jumping sort of guy or whatever, but he went because typically you're going to go to that sort of blue blood type job. And the other thing that needs to be pointed out is like financially here, people think about this kind of offer being on the table. I mean, Colin Klein made 600K last year at K-State. Tommy Reese, who just left Notre Dame to go to Alabama, was making $2 million a year. $2 million as the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. So you know that they had some money to pay. Um, so Colin turned down a lot of money and a job that is, I mean, quite literally, perhaps, the greatest all-time in college football history, when at one point in time, K-State was the worst place to be a, a football coach in college football history. So I just very much appreciate that this happened. It is not only a testament to Colin, but a sign of the program that Chris Kleiman has built. I mean, this is another like outward sign of just how strong the the culture is within that program and how crazy the turnaround with that has been uh, over the last couple of years to have things this strong and this in place when somebody big comes calling like that to be able to keep your guy uh, still around here. We'll, we'll see how long it lasts and what, you know, is Colin maybe going to start getting head coaching opportunities here at some point? Uh, probably something that's worthy of discussion, but for now, and live in the moment and be incredibly, incredibly gracious and grateful to uh, Colin Klein for sticking around. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. John, are you sure that poverty ass program Notre Dame could have afforded uh, afforded Colin? I mean, they couldn't pay Andy Ludwig's buyout, you know, from Utah. <laughs> that's the other thing that's just been wild about this. So yeah, the other guy that they were really zeroing in on was Utah offensive coordinator Andy Ludwig, who of course moonlighted as K State's offensive coordinator for two months back in two thousand and nine, uh, when Bill Snyder at first got hired back before he he then went on to uh, to Cal. So I was like, what what is happening? Like, what why am I hearing about Colin Klein and Andy Ludwig and like you know, it is. It was like going in a time machine back to 2009. But yeah, they couldn't pay his 
$2.3 million buyout, it sounds like, to get him to uh, remain. So they're having trouble. Yeah, well, I just joke because uh, I, I immediately that night got a, a DM from a random Notre Dame fan. I think he caught, he sent it to multiple K-State people that calling K-State a poverty-ass program, losing Klein to Notre Dame. I digress. The uh, It just it would have been a huge blow to this program. You know, you just got the offense really going, number one in the Big 12 in points per drive this last season. You have a lot of returning guys on offense. You just signed one of your better skill position classes. You got Treshawn Ward coming in at running back, but you've got a great receiver class coming in from the high school ranks and then Keegan Johnson. And it's late in the process. So like to have this happen in mid-February would have been really tough to swallow, I'm sure, for a lot of those guys that enrolled at Kansas State already, that transferred in on the offensive side of the football, that signed and are already here for spring football from the high school ranks as well. Like you start losing Thad Ward and then you lose Colin Klein and you know, it feels like a bit of an upheaval. And, you know, Chris Kleiman would have had to find somebody, you know, in just one year that had fixed the offense and, and really gotten it rolling, uh, find somebody to replace him that would have fit in that locker room and, and with the play calling and the system. And so it's absolutely huge for the momentum going into this season that they were to keep him. Like you said, John, like gauging all the reports of how many teams were interested in in calling Alabama and Texas A&M and, you know, how they had interest in him as well. He's going to get a lot of interest, uh, especially if they have another good year this year offensively. Like, he'll probably get head coaching jobs somewhere. Um, but I think the, the one encouraging thing is down the road when the time comes, if Colin is successful, whether it be at other places too as an OC or as a head coach, I think you can feel pretty confident that if K-State made the choice to pursue Colin Klein when Chris Kleiman steps away or whenever that time is uh, and wanted him to be the head coach at K-State, I think you can feel pretty confident that that Colin would take that job and you would finally have that K-State legacy guy that would actually be willing to come home, unlike Brad Underwood, unlike Brent Venables. You know, Colin's different. <laughs> I, he, he certainly is. Um, I'm not laughing because that's like, that's wrong. It's right. Colin, Colin Klein is to Kansas State, and Kansas State means to him, I think, what many had hoped or believed would be the case for someone like Brent Venables, so to speak. So I think that's totally true. Um, if you were to put odds on who's the next head coach at Kansas State after Chris Kleiman, um, I would imagine that it's a runaway favorite at this point that it's Colin Klein. Um, a lot can happen between now and then, don't get me wrong. But it, it would seem like it would have something would have to be it would have to be a big departure from where we are now for Colin Klein not to succeed Chris Klein as the next head coach at Kansas State, in my opinion. Another point I wanted to make before we probably touch on a few other football items is that it is interesting. I know we, we already poked fun a little bit at Notre Dame because now not only did they come up empty on their pursuit of Colin Klein. They came up empty on their pursuit of Andy Ludwig. The, that was more financially driven. So it's interesting because it is Notre Dame. But Kansas State was able to keep said alum at home as offensive coordinator Colin Klein. Remember, there were Notre Dame's replacing Tommy Reese. That was the same situation, but he bolted. Now Alabama is on a different mountain than Notre Dame, but I mean, it's still Alabama. It's still Notre Dame. Kansas State was able to do what Notre Dame was not. Well, it sounds like from the uh, your your reporting and like Kellis, I know reported it as well that yes, Texas A&M, Alabama, other schools are interested in him. If it were Alabama that the offer came from, 
would would we still be doing this same pod about Colin spurning somebody to come back? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'd like to think yes because I think ultimately I there's a part of me that thinks he was he was he'd almost kind of made that decision he was going to Notre Dame until he was met with those emotional powerful conversations with some of his players. So uh, I imagine that would have, that would have still happened if it was Bama too. Now is that one too powerful to overcome the other powerful message? I don't know. I would like to think so, but I don't want to. That Alabama is different, um, but the money is probably similar. And I, I wouldn't want to speak for Colin Klein in that situation. But I imagine the the emotional powerfulness of the conversations with his players would still take place and still make that a tough conversation. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Dy, I, I think. Ultimately, any job, I think he probably, when push came to shove, would have just stayed at K-State. Now, there's something to be said about being able to attach your uh, resume to coaching with Nick Saban, right? Because that's that's a huge pull when you get hired elsewhere, but I don't think Colin's going to have that problem uh, down the road. And knowing uh, that K-State, in all likelihood, would, would love for him to be the head coach if he continues to be successful uh, in the future. Like if I'm Notre Dame, I, I probably have to turn to KU's offensive coordinator now, you know, in the search, that's probably what I would do. Uh, so maybe point Marcus Freeman in that direction to Lawrence. I, I think what, what's it Colton Nicky? I can't say it. Total, total Nicky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's the, as, as far as I'm concerned, that's the brains of the operation. I, that's the most impressive thing to me about what's going on in Lawrence. So I, I totally agree. Um, I think uh, in a similar kind of position to where Colin Klein is at right now, probably a guy who's going to sit and wait for lower tier head coaching jobs. I don't. Th- that was going to be kind of my closing thought here on this is like, if we're thinking about the long term health of K State, wouldn't it be a good thing if in the next couple of years Colin takes like a G five head coaching job if something like that were to come around, cut his teeth there a little bit? Maybe, but. I don't know. He knows Kansas State so well, and if he's working next to Chris Kleiman for you know a handful, several years, whatever it may be, I guess I'm, I'm because he knows Kansas State so well, and he's he's a play caller right now, and he's going to be working for a head coach that I consider to be very very good at what he does, especially from a head coaching perspective. I I don't know that really having that head coaching experience beforehand is really a prerequisite or something that he must have or or something that he needs to have in order to find success. I think just being a play caller, an offense coordinator, or in a a school you know better than anyone would be enough for me anyway to have confidence. Yeah. I mean, there's also a risk when you take, it it depends on the job you take. A lot of those group of five jobs, those lower tier jobs are are bad jobs and they can expose you in a bad way when it's not necessarily fair. Like you, you take a bad job and you can't get it going. And then people start to wonder, well, is he a good head coach? Right. I would rather be at a school, a power five school where I have a great offense and working with a great head coach. Uh, you know, I'm not saying Colin Klein would fail as a head coach at a group of five school. I think he'd be successful, but it'd have to be the right job. It also could be a pay cut. You know, I think Colin's going to get a substantial raise uh, here in the near future uh, before this next season. Now, it might not be as high as we thought, but uh, I think it'll be close to a million dollars. Not raised, but that's where his salary will probably be. So uh, we'll see when that comes out. But I'm sure there's a 
there's some leverage uh, being negotiated there by his agent, Clint Dowdle, which was another interesting piece to all that Notre Dame stuff, John, as uh, we remember Clint Dowdle from being on John Curry's staff at K-State. So I had forgotten that he left for the agent world. Well, the other the, the other thing that you should be very appreciative about, Colin, is that, yes, if, if indeed that is correct, Colin, it comes out and he's not even making a, a full mill a year as a coordinator. To me, that feels like, you know, t- Tom Brady leaving a little bit of money off the table so that the Patriots could have a little more wiggle room and free agency, right? Or, you know, Patrick Mahomes not putting his fist down on the table and demanding that he'd be the highest paid guy. Like, that's it's a considerable, you know, Colin has the leverage to be making a lot more at Hold K State over the barrel for a lot more money than that. Uh, so I think that that tells you everything you need to know if that winds up being the actual figure. It also tells me that the whole Notre Dame thing was more about professional development than money. For sure. That's why if we're talking about like him taking a G5 head coaching job, I don't, to me, I doubt that the money thing would really matter to him. I think he's already shown that that's, that's not, that's not the motivator for him. And he's way better human than, than I am uh, for, for that part of it. But uh, that, that I think is the reality. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas city. KC sports network. We'll be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Okay. K-State's been looking for a new wide receiver coach. And uh, D.Y., I'll just leave it up to you to, to say what it is that you want to about Matthew Middleton, who has been at South Florida for like a month, two months. Before that was at Kent State. Is a Kansas City guy. Um, and has, I'm not going to say been, high, I don't, Football Scoop was the first to put out like a public report about this, but I know you've been on top of it, D.Y., so I'll just let you say whatever it is that you want to say about uh, about Matthew. Uh, they were the first to say that it's going to be him. Um, I, I didn't know that it was going to be him yet before they did. So they, they had the scoop. Football Scoop had the scoop on that. Uh, it hasn't been announced by the school yet. My, if you ask me, I'm sure what we're waiting on here is probably just the background check. I think we've all kind of been around these long enough to know that that's typically the, the last shoe to drop before uh, press releases named, and, and both of you are in the business of press releases, so correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, but I would imagine we hear something at some point this week. We're sitting here on Wednesday. I bet he would be announced this week. Matthew Middleton, assuming the report is correct, I think it is. Um, it sounded like his interview went very, very well. It sounded like uh, he knocked it out of the park. They interviewed other guys, too. I think Joel Filani was another interview, um, former Texas Tech assistant that I think was also in North Texas, was at Washington State last year. I don't know if he's 
currently employed anywhere at the moment, which is an interesting detail, certainly. But I would imagine Matthew Middleton's the guy. Football Scoop says it is. I think it was definitely trending that way from what I had uh, heard. And I like it when I was told those are kind of the two guys. I uh, just kind of put them square side by side. You guys know this. Even before we knew that he was going to be the guy, I kind of favored Middleton. Um, talking about the, the group premium group chat that we're in. I favored Middleton. Yes, maybe he wasn't uh, a power five coach before like Falani had been in the past, but he had been at Kent State when and developed Dante Cephas, who was probably arguably the top transfer wide receiver in the market this past year uh, in transfer to Penn State. He's going to play in the NFL. When you're coaching at Kent State, you're not recruiting studs. You're not recruiting four and five star, five star guys. You're going to get someone... And he turned him into that player. So we know what his coaching is, you know, how his development is just from that example. And I think he's probably, what it sounds like, has a couple other guys that he really turned into really good football players. I can state as well. Cole can probably dig into that more because he's an action lover. And at the end of the day, I think from a head coach, if you look at who has hired him as well, I think that might be the biggest endorsement of all. I mean, when he was at Kent State, the head coach was Sean Lewis, who's now the offensive coordinator for Deion Sanders. Sean Lewis is known as one of the brighter offensive minds of college football today. Um, one of the coaches he hired was Matthew Middleton. Matthew Middleton was just hired by USF a little over a month ago. That Their new head coach is Alex Kalesh. He was Josh Heupel's offensive coordinator at Tennessee this past season. He made that offense a lot better as the offensive coordinator. Everyone remembers what Tennessee looked like when Hendon Hooker was the quarterback. Um, it continued with Joe Milton was there as well. Um, Alex Kalesh made that offense really go in Knoxville as the offense coordinator. He went to USF. One of the first guys he wanted to hire was Matthew Middleton. Um, I don't think he can get more endorsements, at least from an offensive standpoint. We're coming from really good coaches there and Sean Lewis and Alex Kalesh that, that for Matthew Middleton. So just seeing those types of guys want to hire him makes me excited for, well, at least what his potential or his upside and, and what his coaching acumen is. And I think he's going to be the next guy at Kansas State for the receivers. Yeah, D.Y., I thought you made a really good point on the Sean Lewis front. You know, that's that's a really good coaching tree that Middleton is coming from. Sean Lewis, as you mentioned, joined Deion Sanders' staff, but was also one of the Redward candidates, top three, according to Football Scoop, for the Notre Dame offensive coordinator job as well. So he's a pretty coveted offensive mind. And, look, I, I watch a lot of action. You guys know that. And Kent State's offense has always been very dynamic the last several years. And Cephas is a heck of a player. I was trying to find the numbers real quick on on where their passing ranks were and receiving ranks, but uh, last year they weren't great, but the, they, they've been a good offensive program for a while now, so I think it's a good hire. I, I think it's a fit, and one of the things you mentioned, D.Y., that I, I really like about how Chris Kleiman approaches this, and again, I'm not privy to how other teams handled coaching searches, but uh, you mentioned that the players really, really liked Middleton and the text to us, and that um, I thought that's unique that Chris Kleiman allows a coach that's on an interview um, in town to meet with the players and get their feedback as well, which I think is important to the culture and to get their feedback shows more player empowerment, which I think is important, especially in this day and age and to allow your players to provide that feedback and perspective of what they think. And sounds like he was really well liked by the players. So, uh, I don't know if you want to speak to that as well, but I, I just really appreciate that Chris Kleiman and this coaching staff takes that that route when they handle these things. Yeah, that's 
certainly something they've done in the past. So I don't know if that's common elsewhere, but uh, I don't think this is the first time they've done it. I think it, it was probably the case when Thad Ward um, was hired too, I want to say. Because um, I, I know it's not the first time I've heard it at K-State. I don't know if it happens everywhere. I do do know Middleton did. Um, he was a candidate last year when they hired Thad Ward too. So this is not a new name to them as well. Mm, okay. Interesting. A lot of good nuggets there. A lot of good nuggets from DY. This is why so you guys need to get uh, get your paper up, as the kids would say, so you can get in that DY premium group chat. I don't know. What do you think you could charge for that thing, DY? I don't know. You know what? I don't have a between between now and football season, it's 30 bucks a KSO. So do the facts. There you go. That thing. Make sure that you go uh, get, get your KSO memberships on uh, there. And, hey, speaking of money, Cole, I came up with this idea to kind of close on here. We're talking about K-State hiring a really nice uh, wide receivers coach, obviously keeping around a coordinator when big money was being thrown around by Notre Dame. The next time that somebody comes stiffing around, the Clandy man or Colin or whoever, what K-State needs to do to ensure that they will never be outbid by somebody is create an office space, a multi-use office space for the coaches' offices and just call it the Gateway Coaches Center instead of the Gateway, well, maybe even Gateway Conference Center, Gateway Coaches Conference Center, make it a multi-use facility and get the Department of Commerce to take $50 million and give it to K-State for that. And then, bam, you've got your slush fund for assistant salaries. And uh, you'll never get outbid for a coach again. I think that's that's the move here, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I knew where you were going with that before you even uh, got halfway through. And, uh, I mean, if they built, like, a statue of, like, Chris Kleiman or or Colin Klein, could that count too for the project, you know, get some taxpayer money for that? Well, listen, I, I read through the, someone sent me a link to the, the proposal that was out there. You can go read it online if you'd like from uh, from Kansas Athletics about this. And I learned that, uh, you know, athletics are the front door to a university. And I learned that, you know, it's important to be in a power five league and in order to be in a power five league and then create commerce for the state. Um, this is a big deal, and it's a thing that we need to do. So, you know, I mean, to get K-State fans spending more money, I think I just it brings a lot of commerce to the state when Colin Klein's out there calling the good place and K-State scoring TDs, man. I mean, that's bringing a lot of money into the state. So, I know it, to me, that seems like it still fits under the Department of Commerce. Well, well, one thing on that, and this is, I got to apologize to Jordan, our producer. Shout out to Jordan, who's just amazing, and he has to sit here and listen to our bullshit talking about this, and Jordan's a key. Whoa, you whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. What, what have we said? I mean, we're making the same argument. No, 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 we're not. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I apologize to Jordan that he's going to have to listen to this because Jordan's a great guy, and, uh, but he's also KU. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I thought KU was supposed to have a lot of money. I thought KU alums were supposed to be able to raise all this money, and yet they're having to borrow $85 million in government money to fund a stadium while K-State over the last 11 years has spent over $300 million of privately raised donations from our wealthy, rich fan base and alumni base to build facilities all over for athletics. And yet here's KU having to, to borrow money essentially from taxpayer dollars. Where's, where's, where's Cliff Illick? Where's, uh, where's, where's... Is it R.C. Buford? I don't know. That dude's name. Uh, I don't know. You know, the guys that are all fueling Vernon's substack. Where where are all they at right now? Uh, <laughs> the Vernon substack. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't... 
like I, I don't agree with how that's being utilized, but that's a, a different stand. Like that money should not be going going there, but KU has found a loophole. So like you said on Twitter yesterday, John, K-State needs to try and figure out if they can find a loophole. Now there's not a lot more facilities for K-State to add because, you know, we've uh we've already built the Taj Mahal of facilities in Manhattan uh for the last several years. But hey Al Bramlage could use Bramlage could use some work. I need to call one thing out here, okay? Because I was about to make the way too low-hanging fruit joke of like, well, you know, I mean, someone had to, you know, these bathrooms aren't going to pay for themselves. But Bramlage, the biggest issue is we got two bathrooms for the entire, like, lower level, and now they're selling more premium seating there. So your problem has gone from just media complaining about having to waste all of halftime to stand in the bathroom line to now patrons complaining about having to stand. So... Some Bramlage renovations, you know? I mean, that's how you package it together. Put a conference center in Bramlage that, Lord willing, has more than two single-stall bathrooms for the entire lower level. That would be my suggestion. I mean, that's definitely needed, as uh, all of us can speak to after being cut in the line by, you know, announcers, ESPN folks for numerous years at halftime. And the PA guy, Mitch Fordner, coming in. Yeah, yeah, Mitch, big-time Jay. He's going to cut you in line because he's got to get back out there to you know, do the PA. So that, that is needed. Unfortunately, you just took the steam out of the joke. Cause I was going to ask what, a, how much a toilet costs these days and you know, for, for KU, but now, now you do mention that, uh, we've got a little bit of an issue in that tunnel in Bramlage that does need to be resolved. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see in case they can come up with something too, to, to get some money there. Track and field, baseball, soccer, Volleyball, the indoor football facility, Jerome Tang, Chris Kleiman. I think uh, Gene Taylor probably deserves his due at some point, probably not getting enough due, we're being honest. I mean, I told Gene Taylor on the pod a while back that he could call me a dumbass, you know, for ever criticizing him. So I'm just saying, it's, I'm not saying he's done a perfect job, and I'm not even calling you out either. I'm not saying a perfect job, but, but from, what fans used to say about him or what fans, some fans still think about him, kind of just being this bland guy. He's certainly got a hell of a lot done in the last four or five years. He has. Hey, yeah, this is, that is one thing I will not be pouty or negative about at all, man. I, I, I love me some mean gene. Love me some mean gene. Kudos to the big man up top. Okay. Anything else? Are we done with football? No more football news and notes. No more shots to get in the rest of the way. Okay, yeah. speak now or hold your peace. That's it. It's going to do it for us here on Three Mont, rousing into the podcast. Make sure and chug your 360 vodka, your Ben Holiday bottle of Mont Bourbon. Maybe don't chug, you know, drink responsibly. But uh, support Holiday Distillery. We appreciate their support. Great K-State folks. Go out there and support them. Thank you to Jordan Foote behind the scenes. Appreciate D.Y. and Cole as always. I'm John Kurtz. Take care. We'll talk to you soon again. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.